Ready, set, go! Welcome to the EV Diaries. This is the place where we discuss EVs in small town America. Now, when I was looking at home EVSEs level two, to be specific, one of the big features I was looking for was Wi-Fi connectivity. I narrowed my choice down between a ChargePoint HomeFlex and the Juicebox 40. Both had very similar form and functionality, cord length, etc., etc., etc. I remember I made my decision based on the EV JuiceNet app because I really thought it would fit the way I wanted to operate my EV better. And, to be honest, it has. I also remember making a point about customer service. I knew from my previous relationships with ChargePoint that I had some inside connections. I have several direct dial numbers of individuals that work for ChargePoint tech support. And that was almost a tipping point in ChargePoint's favor. I knew their customer service was good and that was really an open question about Juicebox. That is, until now. Sunday evening around 7 p.m., I had a notification that my Juicebox went offline. It's done this before and it's usually or at least I thought, because of a poor Wi-Fi signal. I installed a repeater in my hallway going to the garage just to help out, and still, it's really hit or miss. At the time, my car was still sitting in the driveway. With the work at home, I typically will get up around 5.30, which is much different than my pre-pandemic 3.30 a.m. I grab a cup of coffee, log on to my workstation, and after reviewing the day's agenda and looking at the overnight email, I will head to the garage to exercise. This means I must first back my car out of the garage and into the driveway. And it remains in the driveway, regardless of whether I go anywhere or not, until 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night. At which point, based on the state of charge, I will pull into the garage and plug in. True to form, at 8 o'clock Sunday night, I pulled into the garage. I noticed the LED indicators were off on the Juicebox 40, and I thought, hmm, that's odd. I opened the app to set my stop level based on the current state of charge. Uh, for example, Sunday I was at 56% of battery capacity, so I set my stop to add 24%. Or at least I would have if the next part of the story wasn't true. When I do this, it's usually pretty close to getting to 80%. But if I start at a lower state of charge, say around 30 or lower, typically I'll overshoot it 6 or 8% sometimes by the next morning. Anyway, getting back to Sunday night, I opened the app and... I was again told that the unit was all offline and I could not use the functionality available in the app to control the unit. Then it just hit me. The LEDs weren't on. Oh, I kicked into troubleshooting mode at this point. I flipped my 50 amp breaker supplying the juice box, waited for 30 seconds, and turned it back on. 
there was a flurry of the sounds of clicking relays and once it subsided, still, no LEDs. I then unplugged the unit, waited a minute or longer, it seemed like forever, and plugged it back in. Again, there was some clicking and clacking, but no LEDs. I was thinking to myself, oh my goodness, now what? I unplugged the unit and flipped the breaker because, you know, double disconnecting showed that I was still in charge. And I walked away, leaving it to think about what it had done. Two episodes of The Office later, I returned to the garage. I thanked it a la Marine Kondo and restored power. I don't recall any clicking or clacking this time, but I waited. And boom. No lights. I then had that big question that shot through my mind. Would it still charge my car? Anxiously, I put the J1772 connector into the car's receptacle. I hear a click, and the I3's LED indicator around the port showed charging. So I left it that way, and I sent an email through the JuiceNet app to technical support. After 45 minutes or so, I opened the BMW Connect app to see how it was going. I estimated that the car was receiving about 1% every 10 minutes, so it was charging about a fourth of the normal rate. Figuring up how much longer it would take for me to hit 80%, and since it was 11.30 at night at this point, I set an alarm and went to bed. I woke up to the alarm, not remembering why I said it to begin with. And then, once I came to my senses, I, half awake, stumbled to the garage to unplug my car. The next morning, I saw and had an email that was automatically generated by the tech support system at Juicebox, and I was assigned a treble ticket number. It told me that I would be contacted within the next 48 hours or so to discuss my problem, yada, yada, yada. But there were also numbers to call if this was actually something that could not wait. So, reading further, I realized the office hours were 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Well, it was only 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That was five hours away. Now, I'm not a patient person. I wanted, no, I needed to talk to someone now. I guess to make myself feel better and feel like I was doing something, I read and reread the trouble ticket email numerous times, and then I saw it. There was a second number with a different area code that was available from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I looked at the clock. It was 8.42. All right. So I snatched up the phone. My fingers feverishly began dialing. The phone was ringing. And then an answer. Wait. It was automated. Out of the office until 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. What the heck? And then I realized I had dialed the wrong number. So again, I dialed feverishly. The other number, it started ringing. And then 
Mary answered. Praise God, Mary answered. I explained to Mary my situation. I gave her the complete timeline of everything I had done since 7 o'clock the previous night, including watching two episodes of The Office. And once my narration was done, she responded that I wasn't the first one to have this issue and I would need a replacement unit. She said all I needed to do was provide a copy of my receipt and that she would send me an email which would ask me some shipping information and that I would need to place a refundable deposit on the replacement unit until such time that they receive my defective unit. Shipping was included and the email would have all the instructions and if I had any further questions that I should call her. So now, after completing all of that, I am patiently waiting for my new juice box to arrive. I had a question about their customer service, and all that I can say is they handled my issue to my satisfaction in a friendly and seemingly prompt fashion. We'll see when the new unit gets here. I know the new unit is coming out of California, so there's a little bit of a delay there. Amazon, where I ordered it from, was next day, but I can wait. I can still charge, and that's the main thing. Hit that subscribe button, and remember, the EV revolution is here, and always remember to take care of each other. It's a fun ride.